Hello, Natasha. Hello, Damien. It's the Lowbrow Lowdown. So readers, readers, readers. We, we are the readers. You are the listeners. Hello, I, hello, listeners. I'm Natasha, and I'm Damien. Welcome to episode nine of the Lowbrow Lowdown. We are reading pandemic-themed literature, so you don't have to. Although you are very welcome to, of course. <laughs> Look, we will make an exception for this book. We encourage you to purchase or borrow. Uh, this book, we loved it. We absolutely yeah. loved it. Um, so what we're reading today is I Fucking Hate Zoom Quizzes, a collection of poems about COVID-19, the year 2020 and beyond by mm. MJ Edwards. And we have become an MJ Edwards <laughs> appreciation podcast. We absolutely have. Which, um, can we monetize this somehow? Probably not. No. <laughs> I mean, short of MJ Edwards, I don't know. Should we invite MJ Edwards to oh speak God. on our podcast? Can you? Does should that, we? Yes, let's let's put you that want out to be there. Be a guest, MJ Edwards. Hi, MJ Edwards. Would you like to come and talk to some bonkers Australians? <laughs> <laughs> One of whom sounds like he has COVID, but he yes, doesn't. No, no, I just I just have a wheezy <laughs> laugh. It, I always have. <laughs> um, so, tell us about this. Uh, collection of poems. So yeah, I'll, I'll read the, the blurb that uh, <laughs> precedes these all on the back of it. So a virus that has devastated the world, a turbulent US election, eating out to help out and Tiger King. Just a <laughs> few of the things that have happened since the start of 2020. And the inspiration for a collection of poems that will delight everyone and perhaps even make them think. After rocketing the lit, sorry, after rocking the literary world in 2020 with her debut book, Kissing the Coronavirus, MJ Edwards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, MJ Edwards thanks the encouragement by her son Richard. Sorry. Oh, thanks to the encouragement. I need I need to wear my glasses. I think you need to wear your glasses. Yes, God, I don't even know where they are. <laughs> Everyone, hold on, please. Oh my god, that's so much better. And you can make the screen you just Go to the little paintbrush and just zoom it out a bit. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I can oh, you know, I can read it now. Sorry. <laughs> Do you know how to use a computer? Well, well. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Uh, sorry, thanks to encouragement by her son Richard has collated her favourite twenty six poems about twenty twenty and beyond into this collection. From the saucy to the sad, it's the only poetry worth reading about one of the most difficult 18 months in modern history. Look, that's a very accurate blurb. Yes, it is. And there are no spoilers? There are no spoilers. Like, we will talk about the poetry, but it's, you know. <laughs> I will say there is kind of a narrative in the – because it feels like they are very chronological in there. They are. I what? wonder whether that's – whether um, – that's a deliberate uh, thing. And maybe it is because we do start the, well, the first poem is probably my favourite. <laughs> Hold on, I have to remember which is which. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, it's three stanzas long <laughs> and it includes the phrase, fuck you, uh, 36 times. So. Oh, you counted. <laughs> I counted. <laughs> I counted. I, uh, I hard related oh. to it. 
it was all related to this yes it this is a hard one to talk about um because poetry is different and i thought i don't know if you have a plan we didn't have a plan coming into how we approach this episode no, we didn't. No. <laughs> I was just going to – well, I mean, I read through – I've made notes sort of like each poem, but that's not – I don't think we need to do that. I think it would be good I, – I would like to say that it, like 2020 and like the blurb, um, the poems really do span everything that happened in 2020. There was the elections in the US, uh, Brexit – the Australian bushfires get a mention. They, um, they do. Hmm. There, there is probably on that. So Rage, Fire and War, which is the poem <laughs> about uh, the election and Iraq. and oh, Sorry, it's about no. Iraq and the Australian bushfires. It's about Iran being bombed by oh, the US. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> me getting everything do you wrong. Remember, do you remember that? That was... It feels like it was 30 years ago, but it wasn't. <laughs> I was a young woman when that happened. <laughs> Um, and like it, it, it does capture that moment and like that period of time, I know for you and I was pretty intense. Like this is before COVID, but there were, we lived in Australia. We worked in a place where, you know, we were not personally in the bushfires, but we were, our work was affected by it and Mm. it was a stressful and intense time. And I remember- After that happening, when COVID was like known, but yeah, wasn't so, we didn't oh, realize it was going to be a big deal. Hearing about, and we all went to Chinatown to support <laughs> um, restaurants because people were giving Chinese people flack, which is ins- like, awful. Um, yeah, but we were told, like you know, we've just been through a traumatic experience, and yeah. everyone needs to take time out, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. never. Happened. It and never I, happened. It's like that for everyone around the world. But yeah, of course. Yeah. But I just reading that, I sort of read it and think there's almost a bit of hope there if like all these bad things are happening. But, but it's know. actually been but it's but it's not being written at the start of twenty twenty. It's been written after the fact because um, you know, the last answer is humanity cursed this turbulent start to a year which promised us the earth. One down, eleven to go. You know, obviously it was January. Mm. The rest would be so much butter. Uh, butter. Mm. <laughs> the rest would be so much better. What fools we were. So mm. this is written well after. It is, but I do, I do still feel that kind of the year that promised us the earth yeah. sense yeah. in it, and I kind mm. of, I remember that feeling going. This is hard, but do you know what? Yeah, and I, I just changed jobs. Um, and and I was telling myself, okay, this is the year. This is my year. This is the year for Natasha to recharge and reset because after the last few years, yeah. And it was, wait, no, sorry, I'm out a year. I had not just started a new job. <laughs> I was halfway through a job. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> All right. So that's what COVID has done to my brain. I don't, yeah. I I do wish the note from the author it wasn't there at the end. I do wish that too. Well, my my little notes to myself. Oh yeah, this is yeah, this is about Iran. This is about Australia. This is um, and then note by author. Just to be clear, this is about the Australian wildfires. So they're not wildfires in Australia, and the US bombing Iraq. Oh, Iraq. Yep. 
But I, I do wish that author's note wasn't there. I don't think it was needed. And it, it wasn't needed. No, I agree. 100%. And it's that thing of poetry, you put it out into the world and you have all the intention you want to give it, but you should never expect someone to take the same intention because it's no. personal. It's Stuart Hall's reception theory. You have people who read it as intended, people who negotiate their reading, and people who have an oppositional reading. And that's okay. It's part of art. Mm-hmm. And poetry is a bit, it's a bit quiet. Well, for me, it's like I, I'm not a huge reader of poetry, but there are some books I do quite like to get into. Um, but it's a very quiet thing for me. It is something I do in solitude. It is something when I just need to unwind a little and this poem even though it was about quite dark events um and a turbulent start to a pretty shit year that originally seemed quite hopeful um after these horrible events um still was quite you know that that softness of language the softness of um idea uh, yeah, I don't know. I've lost track. Sorry. People no, I've been super distracted. <laughs> I feel it. Like, it, it, yeah, there was, I, I read it and it did take me back to that moment. It, from a, uh, yeah, so artistically, it lived beyond, yeah, no, that's a really um, important and precious thing for art to be able to do that to you, to be able to take you back to the moment that it's talking about, which differs so wildly from MJ Edwards' <laughs> other books. <laughs> um, what we should say, poetry is hard. Poetry like- is hard and it doesn't have to rhyme and these don't. Not all of them do. Mm, there are some, do. There are some that do and there are some that are uh, presented more as poetic prose and mm. – you know, it, it's, it's. I, I feel like these poems, and maybe I'm wrong, um, but I feel like these received a lot more thought and editing um, as a body of work, or and even individually, but as a body of work, I feel like there was a lot more thought into how yeah, how they'd be received. Yeah, there they feels like there's a. a very strong and quite positive intention behind them. I could positive sense that even even the ones that dealt with quite sad topics, there was the occasional twist. It was like poems with a twist. How very novel. Well, and to add to, you know, we, we were in the um, Kissing the Coronavirus series following mm-hmm. the kind of drama of the author's life. <laughs> Oh yeah, there is there is that as well, and that <laughs> that is in here, and mm. no, it was actually quite useful mm. to have read those. That's true. It really contextualised um, some of the poems. It's like, oh, this is about MJ Edwards' husband um, and her sister. Them. <laughs> well, no, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> in terms of how we move forward, so do you have a, a poem? soon after that that you want to talk about? Um, Because the next one on my list is Clap for Carers, which is a few along. It's the one I absolutely, yeah. I liked Clap for Carers. I I, I really felt it. Yeah. It it sort of, it sung to that frustration with these, this kind of, oh, we have to be really performative 
was the word I was literally just about to say. It was a really performative um, showing of support, which after the first or second occurrence just seemed ridiculous. In the UK, it went for ages. I, did, did, it ages. Happen, did it happen in Australia? No, thank Christ. But all of the <laughs> UK comedy shows make fun of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I understand yeah. best intentions in the world, but best intentions don't fund the fund the NHS, which is no. struggling for funding. Struggling. They've been struggling for decades. It is just that tourism has ruined the yeah. country. <laughs> we won't get into that either, <laughs> Natasha. <laughs> oh. oh, shut up. But Still again, <laughs> the, there is this really quite beautiful narrative in this poem and this is one of the ones that sort of it, it's written in prose and it it shows that kind of good intention getting subsumed by mm. just realizing that it it doesn't mean much and then it's sort of having a another surge yes um so yeah it really does come in waves and then there's this there's this ending or it seems like it's a very sad and traumatic ending yes. so look, should we can we talk about this story? I, I think that's a good yeah. idea. I feel like this is a good one to talk yeah, through. Yeah, I think this one. So um, George stands behind, uh, beside his wife Jennifer in the doorway of their home. They're clapping for the carers. You know, they're acknowledging their neighbours, they're waving. They're, they're being seen and they're seeing the clapping um, occur. They <laughs> bang I, their hands. Oh. They, and it is made clear that it's really important to be seen and to see others clapping. Yes, like yes. the the recognition that everything. It's about yeah. the performance. Yes. <laughs> We're clapping and we see you're clapping and aren't mm. we good people? Yes. Yeah. Um they are that's right, it's, they've been told it's the right thing to do. So they can't think for themselves. They're banging their hands together like seals who are begging for scraps of fish in a fish market. And that's perhaps exactly what it you know, it just became a parody of it. Maybe, look, maybe originally the idea of clapping for carers oh. once might have been nice, but after that it just became a parody of itself. Yes, to, to keep doing it is to sort of act as if it does something more than just make someone feel good for a moment. And it, while that is important, it loses all sense of meaning after you've done it a couple of times. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, you're – you want as much recognition for going out and clapping your hands as you want to give us for yeah. doing yeah. life-saving it's, work. It's, I say us as the royal us because neither Natasha nor I. Clapped are. for any carers. No, but also nor are we uh, people who are carers. <laughs> no, correct. I, I'm i not a hero. So <laughs> 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 I had my vaccination, maybe I'm a hero. Um. So, so George, so they're clapping. It's an unwanted puppet show, same time, same place. There's a, a really beautiful line. Oh, um, are you going to say that naught by a gesture? Yes, yeah, want, no, you say it. it. Uh, no, it's, it's so a beautiful line. I've highlighted that one. It's so beautiful. It's naught but a gesture, a crashing of waves carried by the wind that once the wind dies down, so does the gesture. Like, it's literal tingles in my, yeah, like, yeah. goosebumps. It, it is beautiful. It's beautiful. This whole prose is beautiful. And then there's this slightly – so George clapped every week like a good boy until Jennifer was no longer there to clap alongside him. And my heart dropped when I read that line. I thought, oh, no, Jennifer's 
gotten COVID, she's died or she's in hospital. It is, um, and then in good <laughs> MJ Edwards fashion, the last line is, uh, so he clapped, he clapped no more, he clapped no more. But then the next week she did clap with him again because they had moved EastEnders back an hour. So it's just this comedic ending. It's, a, it's prose with a twist. So it, there's very serious uh, telling of something that took itself far too seriously and then we're shown how irreverent mm. it really is. It's like, oh, no, she's just. Just EastEnders she, was, you know, she was yeah. like, I'm doing this and I'm missing my my favourite show. Mm. And that's mm. really. And, and it demonstrates the futility of the gesture. It, it exactly. Is, it really does. So I, th- I think out of. I think this is know, my favourite. I think it's my favourite. Oh, well, actually, no, the fuck you one is my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah, connected with it. Um. Like I, I, I would hazard this should be entered in a prize. This this poem on its own. Absolutely, I I think people it, it deserves recognition. We are going to put um, links to this book or uh, this this book on this our collection. Twitter at, yeah. at Low Brown Lowdown, and um, because we think we should you should read it for yourselves. It's just perfect. absolutely this, really mm. like. Particularly that one. Like I said, yeah. I was lying in bed reading it and just felt something really special. Yeah. It was like, it's just beautifully written. Um, although I did notice there was a reference to a balloon animal. <laughs> did you? No, how did I miss that? <laughs> okay, so it's just before the end. Um, they expect them to believe that it isn't. Oh, there is. Oh, no, so it's about <laughs> appreciation. They, they expect them to believe that it isn't money or benefits or safety they crave, but a round of applause like a circus clown fresh from sculpting a balloon-shaped giraffe. Like, yep. Indeed, you just don't let us down ever. <laughs> no. But also, like, that's a political moment in the poem of, you know, we're but, clapping these people who the – it's. Risky. They're life. They're, they're risking working. their lives to go to work, and yeah. they're clapping. What the fuck does clapping do? I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine. Like I imagine the first time they were very appreciative, but I, by oh, like, so it would be very moving. I imagine. Yes. Yeah, by the tenth time, they would have been like, <laughs> "Fuck <Stop> you those- all." <laughs> Stop those pots and pans clattering against the street. Just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's one poem that I did like. Oh, it did speak to me. It's called You're a Mute. I'm not <laughs> going to read out the poem, <laughs> you know. How many times do we have to say, oh, wait, you were on mute just before. Sorry. <laughs> I was. I was like, what's going on with my sound? No, it's no, Damien. It's me. It's me. Um, <laughs> Sometimes it's me. We're all doing it. Um, but there was one little line about, you know, here's a fun idea, let's get together on, on Zoom, which back then sounded great, but right now fills me with doom. It's like, that was me. It is me, not was. Holy moly. That is that is absolutely um, speaks to my COVID pandemic lockdown experience. I hate socialising over Zoom. I hate socialising online. Done it a few times. It's um, – it just do you know what it is? For it to work, you have to make it organized fun and then it takes a lot of the fun out of it. And for one person usually it means that they're working to 
keep the organized fun going while everyone else is like, I fucking hate this. (laughs) (laughs) And so in, in, in this uh, Zoom exchange that Damien and I have, he has all the work of recording the sound. <laughs> I just rock up, <laughs> click a button, hi. <laughs> you do the run sheet. Okay, yeah, yeah, I do the run sheet, all right. Um, but we I, have to have I something to do. I forget every time. <laughs> <laughs> I always go, I'm logging in and I go, the run sheet. Yeah, no, I've always done it, done so it days ago. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah. And then, I don't know, do we keep going through the poems? We've not reviewed poetry before. No, and it's it's different because there's not a there's not the same story to tell. There, look, there, no, there is a narrative arc and I, it's very clear what's going on. You know, we have two storylines happening. We have the experience of the pandemic and the kind of uh, novelty to the yeah. frustration um, mm. and then finding our way out of it. And then we also have the... Uh, the secondary storyline of this relationship breakdown, and they do mm. like the, there's a real sort of connection between the two. The there threads is. That's really yeah, very insightful of you, Damien. I I knew. <clears throat> sorry, I, I was thinking yes, the storyline from the the side story that exists in the author bio continues with this mm. collection, but um, many of the poems are about that, but uh, weaved in really neatly to. The pandemic experience yeah it's um, it's that kind of I w- we won't talk about it too much but there's one called six months and it's kind of it it feels like it's about the pandemic but then you realize it's also about the relationship yeah it is yeah it's six months that's how long it's been six months since anyone has kissed me and then mm-hmm. and you're like oh on. yeah because of the pandemic but it's also no it's since my husband it's about yeah, yeah. At six months, you've been in love with my sister. Yeah. I know, bombshell. <laughs> I know, bombshell. Mm. It's just sad, actually. Um, although the key worker's poem was really lovely. It was really just, that was a, well, all it, of us talking about performative acknowledgements. Yeah, <laughs> but also it was sort of like uh, talking about that kind of you're doing your best. And yes. it, it, here's the thing, like, you know, and it's not just doctors and nurses there's people working in supermarkets warehouse staff um and and it's that recognition of this this is quite a i mean we're not being funny today because this was a really nice book this was a really lovely book um there's a few funny moments but it's yeah, <laughs> not the, killing us with dread or horror her, <laughs> son's, her son has sent her an email <laughs> um yes. Which he's just used as the foreword. <laughs> uh, and he says, don't include one of the the poems, which is about Pizza Hut. And when I was like, oh, I wonder what that one is. It's the one where she eats a woman out at Pizza Hut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the eat out to, to – no. <laughs> Dine out. Was, eat out to something. Was, eat out to help out, which was the right. Boris Johnson thing. That was that ridiculous – fucking hell, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, to help out. Um, instant meme. Yes. <laughs> instant. I mean, and deliberate. Like, what idiot wouldn't that? Yeah. Well, yeah. and very much picked up here where um, eat out to help out is to be eating out a woman for the first time <laughs> yeah. in a pizza first hut. Time in a pizza hut. So it was quite funny. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> just also, like, the staff, like, 
the staff had to come up and kick them out like it was. <laughs> Thankfully, there was no evidence, no diners. The CCTV was bust. It was just great. It was, and then somehow I ate, I ate a minge. It's like just lovely. It's not just poetry. Oh, hold on. I, it, it sort of comes out of nowhere. It absolutely comes out of nowhere. Uh, oh, now I. Uh, page. Um, yeah, I found it. Uh, Eat out to help out, they said. A catchy phrase and one quite clear enough. Except for me, because it turns out it doesn't mean to lick a muff. <laughs> it's a limerick. Limerick? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, it really made me laugh. It, it's like it, it has a bit of a doc, the Dr. Seuss about it. You could read it out in a in a Dr. Seuss kind of lilting. Yeah. Are we going to do the Barbie girl one? <laughs> How have I forgotten Sing- so many of these? Single girl oh, read to the oh. tune of Barbie Girl by Aqua. <laughs> I'm not going to sing this. <laughs> I'm a terrible singer. <laughs> when I was reading it, I like, what? So it says, Single Girl, a poem by MJ Edwards, read to the tune of Barbie Girl by Aqua. And it's, there is, so, I don't know why, and I don't know why I'm telling you this, but my best friend and I, when we were kids, I reckon like, 10 maybe 11 <laughs> rewrote do you remember the ad for pork when they were really pushing pork in australia and it was like mm, real pork i remember <laughs> we were obsessed with this ad for some reason and we rewrote the entire of bohemian rhapsody about real pork is this the real pork or is it imitation like oh the entire thing and we could sing it like from start to finish i probably could do it now but i will not <laughs> No, 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 no. I don't think we're going to force copyright It's like, caught in my freezer, no escape from refrigeration. It was Oh, stupid. that's genius. <laughs> no, no, no. But, you know, stupid is hilarious. Like, it's- it was real down Yankovic level. It's very clever, though. Yeah, yeah for weird 10-year-olds. We weren't, we weren't um, very Was it popular. smutty? Was it smut? No. Well, you were 10. No, there mm. were some fart jokes in there at some point. Yeah. You were 10. Yeah. Well, this one actually spoke to me. Is as a single girl in a pandemic. <laughs> Sorry, I just read the second the second stanza. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to I'm not sing it. I will. I will read out the second stanza because it, don't, it, but don't sing it. You I can. Uh, I can't sing, so I'm not going to. <laughs> um, I've had to take off my glasses because I'm laughing <laughs> and sweating <laughs> and. <laughs> So it's, I'm a mid-50s girl in a post-COVID world. Lock me down, make it tight, it's so shitty. No more fun, no more sun, just the same drab four wars, takeaways, more TV, wanky, wanky. <laughs> wanky, wanky. <laughs> oh, God. As I've said, it's been a long pandemic. It really has. <laughs> um <laughs> She, there is a lot of masturbation in here. It's a lot of masturbation. Like it is, it is a consistent theme through quite a lot of it. Not, not in the more serious poems. Like there are some where you know it's it's more somber and it that is avoided. Mm. Um, but it there there is a pretty consistent theme of of wanking. Yeah, lots and lots of wanking. Um, there's, there's, it's really just there's so much. Um political content more than I was expecting I think but I think it was about 2020 and so much happened politically in 2020 that 
if you're writing about 2020, even though it's about COVID, there's I mean, a lot of other stuff going on. But there was there was such a political reaction to COVID as well. Like, oh, absolutely, and still is. You know, today yes. Ted Cruz saying he oh stands with Australians being whatever it was, and it's just what was, what oh. was that fucking tweet? I'm gonna. Pull up the group chat, Damien, for this week. <laughs> I didn't Just, end up sending it. Maybe I should have. Um, well, I'll read the tweet and then you can read out what you were wanting to respond. I, I'll tweet. just say I didn't respond because I was like, oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'd hit me soon. Yeah, and you don't want to attract crazies. But um, Ted Cruz uh, from America. I love the Aussies. I'm, I'm saying it in an American. I love Aussies. the Aussies. <laughs> the history of rugged independence is legendary. Uh, okay. I've always, like, he has not read a history book, clearly. I've always said Australia is the Texas of the Pacific. Go fuck yourself, Ted Cruz. The, <laughs> sorry, he, he didn't write that. The COVID tyranny of their current government restrictions, blah, blah, blah. I didn't see the rest. Um, um, so I was going to respond <laughs> and then didn't. I said, since you love Australia, you'll understand me perfectly when I say, fuck off, cunt. Yeah, because oi, cunt. Oi, <laughs> cunt. <laughs> oi, cunt. <laughs> but also, currently reading a, um academic book, you know, some scholarship about white Australian masculinity and how mm. the ruggedness of the Australian Bushman was this kind of confected idea to differentiate us from the dandies of the of the motherland because, you know, mm. they were sort of embracing high culture and masculinity mm. in, in England was was becoming more kind of sophisticated. And so there was this distinct in the the late 19th century early 20th century this very distinct we are bushmen we are rugged you know this rugged land it's confected it's like yes yes it is like australia is a harsh place as texas is and but it's just big. It, it, it was I mean, propaganda that's, not, that's yeah it was absolute propaganda actually i've got some people who you probably like to read because i know people have studied and some phds and stuff on on that kind of idea of masculinity. Anyway, this, we digress. Oh, my, um, my favourite thing that I've read so far is about um, oh, it was early 20th century. Larrikins used to be quite dandy men. They wore red scarves mm, and perfume and, mm, and did themselves up mm, um, to be – Larrikins. Yes, larrikins. <laughs> um, and then uh, there was a politician who made this big deal about how homosexual they looked and then they became really rugged and every man and working class – in response to this kind of push to make the because you know the larrikin was not what um, you know they they did stand up to authority they were even in their fancy days they were independent yes except not rugged um, <laughs> and so they became working class in response to this like no homo like <laughs> like the modern larrikin who is never applied to a working class man it's always fucking Kerry Fisher or someone like in there anyway yeah. Um, yeah. But the modern larrikin is just a confected response to people thinking they were gay. Mm. So every, next time some guy goes, I'm a larrikin, it's like, oh, you're scared people are going to think you're gay. Like, just think that. Look, if I uh, – no, I'm not going to meet men who call themselves larrikin. That's not what <laughs> I mean, you might on a dating app. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's not- <laughs> 
Um, I did like one line out of the Dear Mr. President poem. Oh, yeah? Um, where MJ was, is writing a letter to uh, the former president of the United States uh, and asks whether he's ever met Bill Pullman because he would be a nice president. I would totally vote for him if I were American, but that film was sad because he had a dead wife and your wife looks like she hates you. I cannot sell things on eBay to Ireland. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, there's Brexit. Brexit makes us um, – I think the poem that I really did like a lot, New Year, New Me. Remember when we thought 2020 was the bad year? Oh, I do. <laughs> I really do. And that all of our hard work, and especially us in Melbourne, um, all of our hard work had paid off and – we're going to start afresh. We're going to have. I'm going to. You know, we're going to have Freedom Day every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that hadn't. That's not happened. So, so it's harder to know whether 2020 was the worst year out of the two. Um, they're both bad, for, but for different reasons. I think. Yeah. There's just nothing left in the tank at the moment. No. No. And, Every, every like, little thing that, like, every time it's like, oh, we're going to go into a seven-day snap lockdown and there's going to be longer and longer again, um, just eats away at you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not taking for granted that I'm lucky, but housing, I've got a job, I've got food on the table, and there is, I'm extremely fortunate and privileged compared to many. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't know how hard it is. I know how hard it would have been for many, or it still is for so many people. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's a shit time. Uh, one thing that I think is making this year worse for many people is that there's not the financial support that mm. there was last year, and that is bonkers. I hate this government so much for it. It for is that. <laughs> like, and, and with no real justification. No, like, just because they didn't want to. Yeah, the, <laughs> like. The the it's it's like they're going oh it's it's not our fault there's a lockdown so we're not going to help our citizens yeah but it's like it is your fault because you fucked up the vaccine rollout oh my god it just uh, I do you know, like <laughs> the the sort of constant blame game that comes from the feds in Australia just gives me the shits I, nothing is their responsibility and like. You can be on whatever side of politics you want, but if you think that they've managed this well, get your brain checked. Like, fuck off. No yeah. time for you. You don't have the cognitive ability to make a decision for yourself at this point. So I'm not going to do that thing at the start of next year of this is my year. <laughs> this is going to be different. I'm just going to be a lot more accepting and more in the moment and not going to plan anything I, long I, term. I'm I've not had, going to cancel one more trip unless <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I've had the same New Year's resolution oh, for the, like, last five years, which yep. I <laughs> apparently my sister, when I told her the first time, she's like, that's a great one. I just say, keep being awesome. Oh, that's and whatever that one. means hmm. that year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of my New Year's resolutions was to just not grow when I Got out of a chair. 
<laughs> I would fail that immediately. Yeah, I failed immediately. <laughs> but there's a there's a letter to the new president. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, the Look, the I mean, two presidential letters I didn't love. Like there were points where it's like false equivalencies and I was like, mm, yeah. let's not do that. However, the final – I'm sorry if you can hear my dog snoring in the background. She's having a dream. I can't hear her. <laughs> um, the, final, the final poem, and I think this is a bit – this is quite sad in its, um, in its sentiment. Yeah, the M- ferrets. MJ's husband took the ferrets with him. The mm. ferrets. Mm. Um, and so it's called The Ferrets, and its opening line is, you took my babies from me, you bastard. Mm. Uh, and, and you know, it does. You know, I think about my my little dog Stella, and if mm. someone were to take her from me, I'd be very upset. Like you know, I have quite a bond with her. We spend a lot of time together. Dreams? Oh God, I'm going to become one of those people that talk about their dreams. Um, I had a dream the other night that Peanut was taken away from me. No. Did I say? And I woke up going, what the hell is wrong with my mind at the moment? <laughs> just, Tina is just lovely and she's my kid. So, anyway, yes. uh, and, and I, yeah, I woke up feeling sad. It was not great. <laughs> yeah, there's something very yeah. special about our pets and particularly through lockdown. Um, yeah, but this it, was a poem from the heart, wasn't it? It really was. Mm. It it. You could feel that kind of pain, like there's something taken away. And, you know, we we joke about MJ Edwards being, you know, maybe a man or whatever. Mm-hmm. And maybe they are. We don't know. Maybe they are. And this, this could know. be confected. Or do we? Or do we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it, it does have a sense of maybe something was taken, whether or not it's ferrets, whether it's something else. Something hurt it. Yeah. And, and it's been expressed with yeah. these words, whether it's not whether or not it's about ferrets. I feel like there's we are we are reading about real loss. Mm, we really do, and it feels like somebody has been calculated and facetious and, and intending to hurt in in whatever yeah. has been taken away. And mm. yeah, we I, I just you should read this. You should read this, people. It is just people. Sorry, that people. sounded really Listen, people. and bossy. Hey, people, <laughs> read this book. It's called <laughs> I Fucking Hate Zoom Quizzes. Um, and if you fucking hate Zoom Quizzes, <laughs> this is this is the one for you. Um, <laughs> should we should we have a should we read the author bio? Uh, oh, because the, the we have written for all of the other books. <laughs> Yes. Do you want to take it or do you want me to take it? Yeah, no, I'll do it. Okay. So about the author, MJ Edwards is in the process of rebuilding her life thanks to the kind support of the people who continue to read her books. She is currently living in a studio flat with Chump, although the landlord doesn't know about him and likes to set up fake Facebook accounts to send unflattering messages to her sister and soon-to-be ex-husband. She loves Chump very much. Follow her on Twitter at MJ Edwards author. Yeah, you um, should you should just, follow MJ Edwards. You should absolutely follow MJ Edwards. They write very funny tweets from time to time. That's excellent. Yeah. Um, 
I love this. I'm going to give this absolutely five out of five yep. face masks. Five face masks Hands out of five down, face masks. It was a bloody great book. It really was. And it, it, what I would say is it is a great introduction to poetry because mm. it's very current. It, we can it's Everyone can relate to it without having to read too deeply into it, which is can be a real challenge. Like, you know, looking mm. at poetry, you know. Mm. And, it can, but, and poetry is very beautiful writing, but it, it, is, it can feel intimidating. But this was perfect. It was just you could read it quickly. You could, I feel like I could read anything and it's like I know what this is about and, and it's speaking to me. <laughs> the, the, the themes, as you said, the themes are current. Yeah, it's just perfect. Yep. Perfect poetry. Really just yep. I I I like I'm a little lost for words. It, it, uh, mm. I, I, I was Yeah, I, I I I wasn't sure what to expect. I thought it would be more humorous, but I was extremely and pleasantly um surprised that it was as serious and well written as it was and that it had such not that grossly emotional effect on me, but some of those words moved me and captured, you know, a time that we're still in and so Yeah. It 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 hmm. just it it felt so relevant and real and put words to some of the things I'm feeling. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It, it's it's not that it's yeah, it's not that we can relate. It really is um, it's a it's a shared experience, and it feels like we're part of that mm. story. Yeah, it is. It is well worth. It's not. A, it's not a lot of money, but like it is well worth the investment to get well this for your Kindle. Um, mm. or like you know, you don't even need a Kindle Kindle because there's a Kindle app that you can get on any mm. device. Yep. Which is how I'm reading. I read them on my computer. Yeah, I read it on my computer, or my phone, or my Kindle, or my iPad. Yes. Oh my god, I've got all of the I've devices. I've got it on all of them, and I just sort of where I, just, I don't <laughs> wherever I am. The device, I go to the device. The device doesn't come with me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, and it's handy. Although I do find that on on the iPad or the iPhone, the um, highlighting is a bit easier. Yes, it's yeah, my it Kindle is. is like, <laughs> anyway. Well, anyway, so tell, tell, tell us what, what you think. think. Yes. Is that, sorry. Is, oh, oh, it's my turn. Oh, no. <laughs> sorry, you, <laughs> um, you should tell us what you think. I really encourage you to get this book, read it, and tell us what you think. Do you agree with us? Uh, is this great writing? We think it is. Um, yep. You can email us at lowbrowlowdown at gmail.com or follow us at lowbrowlowdown on Twitter. Um, yep. We really want to hear from you. We are, are super keen just to know if anyone's out there, like I get Anyone's these, listening. <laughs> I get all these listener numbers and they seem good, but also is it just like a bunch of bots, like <laughs> pressing play on our podcast to make us feel special? Um, or is it me listening to each episode eight times? <laughs> they don't know. They don't know that. No, I only do, I, I listen to it once in the morning. I go for my walk and I listen to our episode the morning that it drops. Yeah, so, I do that too. I, I listen as I walk the dog that morning yeah. and kind of, you know, do that thing where I just go, do I need to hurry home and fix something I missed? <laughs> no, you don't. Once it's out there with this, we just have to embrace the moment and move past it. All right. Okay. Um, well, next week's book, um, we haven't decided yet. 
Maybe uh, decided. I think I think we're going to be reading a Halloween themed book. We will be because it'll be almost Halloween. It'll so be almost Halloween. We'll be releasing I, next I've week's episode. I've got one lined up, but I have to share that with Damien and look it up. Yes, <laughs> so, and we're we're starting to kind of just check the book first before we decide we're going to read mm, it after yes. a few bad experiences. <laughs> we're not. There's a couple. Yeah, we've only not released one episode, um, but I'm wondering what they're doing from last week. Oh, that book was awful. So I like. I'm wait. Like, I he absolutely has a Google alert on all his books, and I'm waiting for like his wrath. Well, I blocked him, so hopefully. Oh, maybe and that's what I should protect, do. Just, just report his account. I did it. Shit <laughs> hey, He just tweets the same thing fifty times a day. Oh god, and it's just and he. Oh yeah, and he's. Real reply. Anyway, we real won't. old boomer energy. Anyway, moving yep. on. <laughs> moving on. Um, Thanks, everyone. See we're you very next close week. to freedom. Get vaccinated. Yay. Get vaccinated. Oh my god. Oh, we, look, we're not going to use the phrase freedom day because that is just appalling. And New South Wales have done it to death. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> Let's get vaccinated, please. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.